Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with our chairman of the Republican Party, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. Steve, how are you doing today? Doing great, uh, Derek. We've got so much news. You're going to want to stay tuned for the second segment. We have a fascinating discussion with Mark Murphy. He, along with other independent producers, have called for the ouster of the current executive director of the New Mexico Oil and Gas Association. The Republican Party has also made that same request that they terminate this Ryan Flynn, who is executive director. So that's a fascinating interview. As I kick it off today, One of the things that is, I think, probably earth-shaking, it didn't hit the news because the liberal media doesn't want you to hear much about this, but Kevin Kleinsmith, he was a lawyer for the FBI, an agent for the FBI, and he is agreeing that he's going to plead guilty to falsifying information. And this is all underlying the investigation of Trump during the Obama administration. Now, how high these charges go, I don't know, but I suspect that he's only having the one charge brought against him. I suspect that his plea bargain is in return for giving more information about the people above him. I know that Comey needs to be looked at very carefully. He admitted lying to Congress. Also, Brennan, you've got all of these players in the Obama administration that, in my mind, falsified information to spy on President Trump. They were trying to disrupt, and maybe with President Obama's acknowledge and approval, they were trying to disrupt the transition of power from Obama to Trump. No one expected President Trump to win. Uh, They thought Hillary Clinton would succeed in, in her run for president. Uh, when she failed, then it, it appears like an all-out effort to disrupt and maybe even trap the president. We know for sure that they trapped Michael Flynn. But the first, first result of this whole Durham investigation, and we've all been holding our breath, we all believe that Bill Barr, the attorney general, was going to finally set this ship on the right course and start calling people to justice. So Kevin Kleinsmith, the first one to jump ship and say, I'm guilty, and I admit it. So that's going on right Right now. You'll remember when the presidential campaign was going on in 2016, Donald Trump said, I believe somebody is spying on me. And everybody thought, oh, you're just paranoid. It's Donald Trump. There have been a few occasions now where he has said something like that, that we find out later that he was right. Yeah, he was right. And, and it should never happen in this country. The Patriot Act was something that always caused me great difficulty in voting on that particular bill. There are times I voted for it. There are times I voted against it. The times I voted against, I was absolutely certain certain that the safeguards were not there to where the government would not spy on its own citizens. When I did vote for it, it looked like the safeguards had been reinstated. And so it was this constant back and forth. And you couldn't understand why the government would even consider it. And now then that we're seeing the layers of the onion peeled back, we see now they fully intend to watch over American citizens. And so that tells me that we've got a lot of house cleaning to do. It's one of the reasons I support the president. I support him in his current service and I support his re-election because Washington has got some evil things in it, things that really scare us for the future. We're seeing it unfold. I remind people that I watched during my tenure in Congress, Senator Stevens from Alaska, Ted Stevens, was well respected in the state. The FBI falsified information exactly the way they did on Trump. In that case, they were able to defeat Ted Stevens. Later, the FBI had to admit that they falsified the information, but nothing ever happened to the agents. This time, I hope something happens. So in other big news, Joe Biden has selected his running mate. 
He chose Kamala Harris from California. She served as a district attorney up in the San Francisco area, later as attorney general. But I tell you, the thing that grabs my attention about her is, number one, she says she'll ban fracking, and she and Joe Biden both agree on that. So for New Mexico, a vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is going to be a vote to kill our industry and our tax base into the future. So one of the clips that I wanted to play today, Derek, was uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I served in Congress with her. In fact, one of my staffers was looking for a place to work. She had texted me and asked what my opinion was, and then he texted and asked what my opinion of her was. And I said she was always straight up. That as a Democrat, I never hesitated to talk to her and never hesitated to uh, interact with her because you could trust what she said. So it's interesting in the debates what Tulsi Gabbard says about Kamala Harris. Listen as she speaks in this debate. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, you owe them an apology. You know, we've noted that Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris as his running mate. But listen as Kamala Harris digs into him at one of the debates. I want you to hear what she said about him and about his past. And I will say also that that in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. Um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Steve Pierce and I will have more on Kamala Harris and our special guest coming up on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico, and I am talking with our chairman of the Republican Party, Steve Pierce. 
Steve, I understand you found an interesting article in Breitbart this week. So Thomas Williams in Breitbart is talking with the president of the Catholic League, Bill Donahue. And it's an amazing kind of transition. And Bill Donahue is pointing out that Catholics better look very closely because Kamala Harris, she's far more than just favoring abortion. In one of the hearings that was trying to decide whether or not to confirm one of the Trump appointees to a federal court position, Kamala Harris is talking and she's asking questions to Brian Buescher, who was the Trump appointee for this federal court position. And she actually makes it sound as if his being a part of the Knights of Columbus is a disqualifying factor. That puts her in the camp of being totally anti-Catholic. And I think that's the thing that is going to really cause a great amount of scrutiny in this election. As you know, any Republican in New Mexico has to have a lot of Democrat votes to win. I suspect that this anti-Catholic stand on the part of Kamala Harris is going to be one which drives a lot of Catholics to say we can't vote for her, number one. She is pro-abortion and kind of radically pro-abortion. She put into effect different regulations when she was DA that basically began to shut down the crisis pregnancy centers. These are usually the Christian centers that try to interrupt a girl's choice to have an abortion. They try to find answers and decisions and ways to help these young ladies trying to get out of a bad situation of an unwanted pregnancy without doing the abortion. So Kamala Harris tried to make it to where they couldn't operate by regulations that she was kicking out. She described the Knights of Columbus, and I know Knights of Columbus members across New Mexico, they're very, very principled, almost always pro-life. She describes them as a hate group. And so how can you have Catholics voting for a president? Joe Biden is one of the most pro-abortion presidents ever. He would be if elected, but then also the woman who is most likely going to be a successor. And many people think that Joe Biden would not serve out a term. So they're looking at voting for a president, Kamala Harris, who has said the Knights of Columbus are a hate group. You can't be that kind of anti-Catholic and later come in and say, I didn't mean it. Kamala Harris has shown a tendency to be very, very partisan. She opposed all school choice. And again, many of the Catholic schools throughout the country are the only choice that some of the poorer families have. And so she opposes school choice while she was sending her own kids to a very elite private school. So again, it's don't do what I do, do what I say for you to do. So there are many things that I believe that are going to affect the vote for Kamala Harris as she goes forward. By the way, those regulations that she put in place to make it to where the crisis pregnancy centers would not be able to operate, eventually that went to the U.S. Supreme Court and the Supreme Court ruled against her. So not only do people say that she's pretty partisan, that she's pretty radical, but also the Supreme Court has said, wait, you put stuff in that is not legal And so is that the kind of a president we want? That's the decision that we're going to make this November. Okay, Steve, I have our guest standing by on the telephone. Well, Derek, as we mentioned in our first segment, uh, we're joined by a special guest today, a longtime friend of mine. But he's also one of the most knowledgeable people in the oil and gas industry in New Mexico. He's in the business himself. It's not uh, he doesn't own stock in some big corporation on the East Coast or on the West Coast. Mark Murphy, again, understands oil and gas because it's his living. And his family has owned this business at least for two generations. So, Mark, welcome to the show. We appreciate having you on. Tell people just a little bit about your background. 
Sure. Thank you, Steve, for having me. Um, my name is Mark Murphy. I'm president of Strata Production Company. We're a small, independent, family-owned, privately held oil and gas company based in Roswell. We currently have uh, 15 employees. And Steve, you're right. We've been in New Mexico for over two generations. I hope to coax a third in. My family's been in the business for almost four and we've seen uh, a lot of big companies come and go, but we've seen the independent as being really the heart and soul of the oil and gas industry here in New Mexico. And so uh, I've served in a number of roles over the years. I was past treasurer and a board member of New Mexico Oil and Gas Association and a current member of New Mexico Oil and Gas Association. A current member and board member of uh, and past president of the Independent Petroleum Association of uh, New Mexico. I've served as a senior policy advisor to uh, three United States Secretary of Energy to uh, under Bush 41, and uh, then also served under the Clinton administration as an industry advisor, and also as an industry advisor to the Secretary of Interior under uh, George H. W. Bush. So, know a little bit about the oil and gas business. I started working in the oil fields as soon as I got my license, and back then you could get your driver's license at 15, and so I've been in this business for over, uh, well, right at 45 years, and literally starting at the lowest position in the field, and now arriving where I've, I've run my own company for, oh, geez, just over uh, 30 years. Well, that's uh, an important background. So again, I would draw to our listeners that Mark Murphy started out in the field working in, in the oil and gas business. I was working in high school in the pulling unit business, so a little bit familiar. But he went on to become advisor to secretaries of the energy under Republicans and Democrats. So this is not someone who you could declare is is just a rabid partisan. And so that is then the introduction that I want as we're going to discuss the issue that many people are asking about. And that is that the Republican Party has asked for the current executive director, Ryan Flynn, to step down as executive director or for the board to terminate him. And I want Mark to give a little bit of background on the association and kind of this developing fight here between Republicans and and what should be one of the Republican Party's strongest allies, and the Republicans should be one of the strongest allies for that industry group. But talk a little bit about the New Mexico Oil and Gas Association and where you've seen it over the years, back when you first started with the association, and then where it's gone. Well, um, thank you for that question, Steve, because I'm really very concerned about the about NMOGA, as it's known here, the Mexico Oil and Gas Association. And not only did, was I a board member, but my father was one, and he passed a number of years ago, but I certainly have his perspective, because we used to talk about this association and how important it is to the state. Um, for a long, long time, there was a pretty good balance on the board of NMOGA between independent producers, and that's local producers based here in New Mexico, that if you were to call them, you'd, you'd start with a 575 or a 505 number. Or if you were to write them, you would end with an address in New Mexico, not one in Midland, Texas, or Houston, or anywhere else. And so what we have seen Namoga do is basically and largely under, well, really uh, strictly under the influence of uh, tenure of Mr. Flynn, is take that balance and really tilt it to these large publicly traded out-of-state companies. And so for many, many years, decades, there was a balance on the board between independents and service companies and majors, and basically... Flynn has stacked that board. 80% of them are large publicly held companies headquartered outside of New Mexico. Very little representation by the independents. And he has decided that the local representation and views of the independents is really just not needed. And that he is going to basically, uh, in my opinion, try to appease those that want to see our industry done away with. 
Now, we have independents here that have been building coalitions and working with both sides of the aisle for almost 100 years. That would be the Yates family. My family's been involved in that for maybe 60. And so I think we have a pretty good perspective. We live in these communities, and we know what's going on in the communities. And I just see a very dangerous trend here for Namoga. And I don't believe that you can appease people that want to destroy your industry, that you give them financial resources and other opportunities to hurt you, and that eventually that's going to work out okay. I just don't believe that. I think you have to work with everybody that you can, and you talk to everybody that you can, which at the end of the day, you have to realize that there's some people there that just want to eliminate the oil and gas business. And that is a big part of the financial resources that run our governments, be they local or or county or state government and provide a significant amount of the income for our education system. And so if Namoga continues down this path, they are going to destroy, the, I believe, the industry here in New Mexico, just as that type of thinking allowed, as you and others have pointed out, led to the demise of the mining industry, the timber industry, and other industries here in the state. And we need these jobs, and we need this money. And if Namoga and these big companies continue to play politics, trying to run the small co- local companies out of business, it's just going to be a disaster for the industry and the state. Our interview with Steve Pierce, chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, and Mark Murphy of Strata Production will continue in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. On behalf of the New Mexico Department of Health, take COVID-19 precautions. Wash your hands frequently for 20 seconds. Don't touch your face. Use a tissue or your elbow to catch your sneeze or cough. Avoid large gatherings and close contact with sick people, especially if you are elderly or high risk. If you have a cough, fever, or shortness of breath, stay home from work or school. Do not go to the ER or doctor's office without first calling the coronavirus hotline. And avoid all unnecessary out-of-state travel. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Let's get back to our interview with our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce, and Mark Murphy from the oil and gas company Strata Production on Inside New Mexico. Well, uh, you bring up two issues that I want to really dig down into, drill a little bit deeper, if you will. That is the appeasement. But the first issue that I want to talk about is that out-of-state ownership. That's an issue that we bring up with this governor's pandemic reactions. She has closed all of the mom-and-pop businesses, and then she's allowing the big-box stores to take all of the money out of the state by the end of the day. These big corporations, they don't bank in New Mexico. Every dollar that gets spent in their store leaves the state by the end of that business day. So every day you see all that money that is disappearing out of New Mexico. Eventually, we don't have any capital. We don't have any money in the banks to lend for houses. If you've got to replace a roof, you need to go to the bank. There won't be money for that. And so talk from your perspective about this idea of local ownership versus out-of-state corporate giants. You bring up the big box stores, and it's a very similar analogy. Just think of Chevron and Conoco and Concho and Meborn and a bunch of those other companies as the Walmarts of the world that are driving out the small local businesses. And it's a similar analogy. And we're in the business of producing and selling oil and gas. And we sell that to refiners and that sort of thing. And when they pay us, they wire transfer or they send their check to Roswell, New Mexico. And I pay my employees and my suppliers and vendors and so forth. And then a lot of that money gets back into the community, not only that way, but directly. I've lived here all of my life. I've been very active in this community. And I'm not unlike the other 
12 or 14 signatures to the letter that we wrote in Amoga expressing our concern. And by the way, that letter is going to be supplemented later this week because as it has made its way around, we're having more and more not only local oil and gas operators, but also small local vendors and suppliers want to sign on and endorse that letter because they share this same concern. And this is this is just the reality of how business is done is, is that we primarily deal with small suppliers that look an awful lot like us. They're small, they're family-owned, sometimes they're multi-generational. And why, the reason that we do that is we know them. We've done business with them for years. Our kids go to school together or play sports. We're in the same business. Now, when Concho orders supplies, they order from China, and they'll get millions of feet of pipe and all sorts of things, and they'll ship it to Houston, and they'll send out to New Mexico only what New Mexico needs. And of course, then when they build their partners for it, they'll charge the local retail prices. So they stick that profit in their pocket instead of the local supplier. I don't care who makes the profit, but I'd rather see the money stay in the community. Now, if a Walmart store might make a million dollars a day, how much of these oil wells in New Mexico, if you were just to roughly calculate the absolute dollars that are generated from oil that it comes from inside New Mexico and leaves the state, how many dollars are involved in that? Oh, we're talking tens of billions, Steve. The number's so large, I have to really sit down and think about it. But it's tens of billions, hundreds of billions probably every year. I mean, it's huge money. And these executives, I mean, for example, the head of Concho, and all the senior management, they have their houses and live in Midland, Texas. So they don't pay local property taxes. And I wonder if that's not part of the problem. Talk a little bit about your view of the appeasement process that is going on and how you've seen that play out in New Mexico. Before I get into the the specifics of the recent New Mexico actions, let me say this. During that time, as you saw coal industry being taken out, remember what the radical left and the environmental movement and and that part of the Democrat Party was saying is, don't worry, because as we move from coal, we're going to embrace natural gas. And natural gas is cleaner, more efficient. We've got lots of it. And then as soon as they get rid of the coal industry, they turn around and say, oh, no, now natural gas is bad, too. We need to go totally renewables. We can't have this as a bridge fuel transition fuel. And so it's very clear what their mindset is. And I've got 35 years of experience dealing with this through associations. I've been advising pretty senior policymakers over the years. And it's pretty clear that what the strategy always is, 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 is to get what you can and then come back for the rest later. And so we saw recently in the last two sessions, a number of bills go through, one of which that increases the bonding of small companies from, well, of all companies, but it increased it from, I believe, 50000 to 250000 And so if you go to the Namoga people and Ryan, for example, Mr. Flynn, which I did, and say, what in the world are you doing? Do you, you, know, you consider this a win? And his response is, well, it could have been 500000 And so for a small company, you know, that's a lot of money. $200,000 is a lot of money, and it typically takes cash. To Concho or Chevron, do you think they worry about 200000 when they're making billions? I doubt it. To my company, it's still a lot of money. Would it put a great hardship on us? No. But I remember when I was a very small producer, and that money would have meant a lot to me. It would have meant whether I could drill a well or rework a well instead of having it sit in some bureaucratic account somewhere. And so they come and they say, well, it could have been 500000 And And my response is, oh, okay, so it only broke one leg and one arm. And so they broke both legs and both arms. You call that success? They did the same thing this last session on giving more power to the oil conservation division. And so now regulators can run wild and put companies out of business. We'll see. They're still uh, implementing those rules, but I am very, very concerned about it. And so I don't see that Mr. Flynn and the MOGA strategy has really worked out very well. I just see that if we allow 
them to continue to play politics and continue to pursue this agenda of appeasement, that there will not be a third or fourth uh, Murphy doing business in New Mexico. And that just really concerns me because the independent producer is an absolute vital component of the overall petroleum industry. We are the ones that go out and find these plays and develop them. If you look at every major oil and gas play across the country in the last three decades, it has been started by an independent producer. My company, Strata Production, drilled the first long-reach horizontal well in 1995. Concho has drilled most of theirs in the last five or six years. So people need to recognize not only is small business the heart and soul of our communities, but in terms of the oil and gas industry, the independent producer is a vital, vital component. Without the independent, that cycle cannot complete successfully. Yes, I'm seeing that in all all fields. We're talking today with Mark Murphy, independent oil producer in New Mexico. We're talking about why the independent producers in the Republican Party of New Mexico have called for Ryan Flynn, the executive director of the New Mexico Oil and Gas Association, to be kicked out. So, again, folks, you're wondering why we've taken on this fight with the New Mexico Oil and Gas Association. It's not one I take pleasure in, but it's one that I feel is absolutely necessary for us to be engaged in because when your friends in an industry leave you and forget who they're supporting and who provides them the political capital for them to operate on, then it's time for you to call your friends on the carpet. So, Mark, again, we wish you well in your production of oil and gas for the state. You do a great service for us. You, the Yates families, all of the other independent producers, keep up the great work, and we shall uh, be visiting with you again in the future. Thank you, Steve. I, I really appreciate you standing up and the party standing up and leadership standing up for New Mexico-based small business. That was our chairman of the Republican Party, Steve Pierce, interviewing Mark Murphy of the oil and gas company Strata Production. If you would like to keep up with what's going on at the Republican Party of New Mexico, check out the website at gopnm.org. You'll get the latest news, upcoming events, information about their elected officials, voter resources, and all kinds of important and useful information about the party and its mission. You can also listen to previous editions of this program. The party also has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. We'd like to remind our listeners that the Republican Party is always looking for volunteers to help them with their mission to win New Mexico for President Trump and to turn the roundhouse red. Call the party headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We'll look forward to visiting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.